0: Are you
1: ready kids?
0: Hi, aye, aye, Captain.
1: Look at the short. I'm the captain
0: now. Welcome to the Super Coach Co-Captains podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me as always, we have Pato. Welcome, Pato. Yes, hello,
1: Dano. Hello, listeners. Um, interesting round one, and I'm pretty keen to delve into it.
0: Yeah, before we get into uh, our group winner for the week, uh, Paddo it went a little bit rogue this week on the uh, on the Facebook page. I was hacked. Yeah, oh, yeah sure, sure. Paddo had one too many bevvies and decided that he was going to comment on another page's post and forgot that he was logged in as the super coach co-captains or he was just a coward one or the other which one pato <laughs> anyway
1: the group winner this
0: week anyway the group winner this week was lloydy sc uh which is run by ian he scored 2112 pato who was in his team
1: yeah uh pretty impressive round one score to be honest so well done lloydy um Liam Jones on field which is even more makes it even more impressive but went Doherty yeah. and Ridley D1 D2 which is uh much like myself um in fact the defense is exactly the same as mine except for Jones which is a little bit interesting um but yeah Lloyd Bontempalli Kelly my M1 to 3 as well um but it's a really it's a really solid team um Jared Witz was his captain as well which um he actually said he did because of what we said about him. So he was very thankful for that. And, um, yeah, keep tuning in because that's, that's what we do. We provide the left field shit. We don't talk about the vanilla stuff. We mm. give you options and we just give you stuff to think about. We're not going to force you to uh, do anything, but we'll give you shit to talk about or uh, think about.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep. Now, with our own teams, um, what the heck did I score? I think I got 2000 and sh- shit. Hang on. I better go back into it, Pato, because it's just refreshed on me. What did I get? I think it was two thousand and twenty-eight. Yeah, we'll roll with that. Um, got two thousand and twenty-eight, and I had Tom Stewart, which sucks, uh, but I didn't have Liam Jones, and but I did have I do have Jack Vitell um, on my bench, who scored a nice seventy-one, but now he's probably not going to play this week. <laughs> um, had Sheasel on the on the field for the one fourteen. Um, yeah, how about you, Paddo? How'd you go? Looked pretty good in that uh, backline role, didn't he? Yeah, fucking hell! I got Goder in my backline too, and I think she's stole all of his points.
1: Yeah. Um. Now I scored two thousand and one, which I'm not super thrilled with. I went, I got greedy, and I VC'd Crips, and I wasn't quite happy with it. So I put the C on. Uh, who did I put the C on? I can't remember. Was it Kelly? Yeah, it was. It was Josh Kelly. Yeah, rip for his 80 odd. So he was on track for about the same score and they got knocked out. So, um, very unlucky there. Should have just taken the 120. So, lesson learned. Um, I should have scored more than you, but we'll put it in the review mirror and, um, we'll go again. I think I'm <laughs> going to use a couple of trades, but I think we'll probably go into that a little bit later, Dana, when we talk about, um, yeah, questions and shit. But yeah, Jack Bytale was a nice little POD. It's a shame he's going to miss this week, but his role looked really good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with McKenna. He, he did well. McKenzie looked good, even though he was on my bench. Um, yeah, we'll go into the more itty gritty shit later. Don't know.
0: Yeah. We'll go into the injuries anyway. And the one that affected me, but not you was Tom Stewart, uh, that knee, whatever the fuck it was three to four weeks. So basically anything over three, you say anything over three weeks, you got to trade out.
1: I think this early anything over two is almost a trade out. Now I'm, Considering trading at Josh Kelly and then that could only yeah. be a one to two weeker. So um, yeah. I think Stuart's got to go. It, it sucks, especially if you've got other issues like Jones, but it's too much to sit there for a month on your bench. And when yeah. the covers like Lockie Cowan or something, it's just not enough. So I think you've got to go Stuart. At least you're going to be able to pretty much afford anyone in that back line. Yeah. Um, and I think there's some value guys that we'll talk about, don't know that will will give you some really good options for Tom Stuart.
0: Yep, next one's Josh Kelly, uh, concussion. So that'll be at least a week. Same with Lockie Whitfield, concussion, at least a week. Um, Jack Bightell, uh, his I don't know what's going on with his knee. It just says a week, though,
1: Paddo. Do you know what's yeah, going on there? Yeah, so he was actually admitted to hospital, and I think there's an infection in his knee. So he's got like an open wound that's oh. become infected, so he's had to go into hospital. So, I mean, he may be an outside chance to play, but, um, they play Saturday night, but I I wouldn't have thought he'll play. I think he'll probably miss this week. Um, I'd be holding him though personally because um the role looked good. Mm, yeah, it
0: did Liam Jones neck? Uh, he's listed as a test, but everyone's fucking him off, aren't they, Pato?
1: I mean, I, I don't want to be that guy that's like, yeah, I told you so, because there are people that truly <laughs> believe that Liam Jones is going to be good. Um, we did mention it though, like he was he's going to have big eighty to one hundred and twenty games, but he's also going to have 20 to 30 games because he's a key defender. And in this case, four But he got subbed out. Well, the, but he's got subbed out just before half time, Dano. So he got four in almost a half a footy. Oh yeah. That's yuck. So he, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Lockie Cowan would have outscored him and he got subbed out at three quarter time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I just, yeah, I, I told you so, even though I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy, but i told you so like, Jump off him, grab the rookie that you missed out on, and just forget it ever happened.
0: Yep, Tristan Cherry. This is an interesting one. So he had surgery. No one really knows what's going on there, but um, Combin rucked in his place and actually scored pretty good. But they might bring in Goldie, so you you don't. Combin could be an option as a rookie, and we could discuss that later. But
1: Goldie in the wings. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the only reason why this is as a relevant injury, Um, not because Cherry was super popular, but because it could mean Com- Comden comes in as a number one ruck, and he scored 83 on the weekend as a 123K forward. Obviously, he'll pick up ruck forward uh DPP as soon as round six happens. So keep an eye on those teams. If Goldsta- Goldstein is named, then obviously don't be looking at uh, old um Charlie, but... Um, by the way, yeah, by the way his pardon, name is...
0: yeah, it's Comben, not Comden. C O M. Yeah, whatever it is. It's Charlie.
1: It's Charlie. Yeah. Just saying. Don't Charlie. correct me again when you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but regardless, if he's named R1, it's a very sneaky um, rookie option, um, even though he has Big Shrek this weekend. Yeah, correct. Correct. Harry Sheasel. Didn't train
0: this or oh, early in the week, Pato. Don't know what's going on there. He's not listed as injured. Um,
1: so something yeah, I think he's 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 probably just got a bit of bout of um leather poisoning. So I think I think <laughs> he'll play. Um he was so good, so. Yeah, he was nutty. They're um, probably George, just nursing yeah. him a little bit.
0: Yeah, George Hewitt, his hand, he got stomped on or something and, um, he has to pass a Fitness test. Now, as we wrote this, um, the teams have actually been named.
1: So is he named, Pato? Oh, I forgot to check that. I got home and put my phone down and haven't looked at it. So <laughs> um, talk amongst yourselves. Uh, yeah, George Hewitt out. He's out? There he you is out. Jack Bowes is named, though, which is an interesting one.
0: Yes. And we did hear that he was going to get named. This round,
1: um, yeah, so Mind anyway, you, Jack, Jack Bowes is also named at center, and Tanner Bruin is named on a wing that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. And yeah, we might talk about Tanner, but yeah, it's not good on a wing, anyway.
0: Yeah, anyway, must have rookies, Pado. So we've got three listed. Um, one of them I don't have regrets. Um, so the first one's Harry Sheezel, 198k mid forward in 55% of teams. Um, he got 114. <laughs> Kit, we were expecting him to play up forward and kick some snags and then do some half back flank work, but he he played it off that half back and just absolutely fucking was a slut. 34 touches, nine well, marks.
1: I mean, if you remember um, what I said about Shizu was that he played three quarters up forward when they got spanked by the Dogs in that last practice game, um, and he was on about 10 or 15 Super Coach, and he got thrown off half back and they started playing really well and he scored about 50 super coach points and they were already down by heaps. So that was obviously enough for him to win a spot in that half back line and he's played it on the weekend and he's scored 114. So I mean he's not going to get 114 every week. Um but yeah gotta have I think the role the role looks really good.
0: Yeah. Cam McKenzie, the bloke that Pato didn't want to put on the field 180K mid 59% Sixteen CBAs, Pato.
1: Yep, yep. Third most out of any of the Hawks mids. So the role looks really good, and um, yeah, keep him on your field. Yeah.
0: Um, we got Ruben Ginby, one seventy-one k defensive mid, seventy percent owned. That's I feel like that should be higher, Pato. Sixteen CBAs, and he got an eighty-five. Um, got twelve tackles as well. But for someone who is a very good user of the ball, Pato, he only went at fifty-three percent.
1: He did, yeah. Um. So this could also almost be close to his floor. Like I think he's got a really high ceiling. So wonder, yeah, if you're one of that 30%, I think you need to find a way to get Gimby in because like if he's going to get eight plus tackles every week, he's not going to go a 53% efficiency every week. So hmm. I think that has room to grow that score. So he'll make us really good money. Yep, yep, and the one that I don't have,
0: Connor McKenna, ah, one sixty-seven k defender, ninety-three
1: in thirty-eight percent of teams, looked good, looked good, Pato. Yeah, I didn't catch this game, but you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? I almost didn't pick McKenna, but I sort of thought after those those um final teams came out, I was like it's Connor McKenna, like he's done it before. We know he's playing half back. He's got history of ninety-plus scoring um what what isn't that all like? And so I got him in and he scored ninety three. So I think I think if you don't have one of these fours, I think you've got to try and find a way. One of these four guys, I think you've got to try and find a way to get him in.
0: And the other thing is um Kitty Coleman is injured, Pato. He got yes. injured on the weekend. Um and he is looking to be out for oh he's concussed. Okay. So it's just might even only be one week, but that's good for Connor McKenna. It's
1: good. For yeah. Him. It could also be good for Wilmot who might just fill in off half back as well. So it might, yeah. might give him a nice little 90 plus score to kickstart his um, money making.
0: Yep. Now we'll discuss some trade in targets, Paddo. Um And listeners, we're not going to do the normal fucking, well, except for the first one. Um, we're not going to do the normal suggestions as well. We kind of like to give a bit of left field stuff. And it's worked in the past, hasn't it, Pato? We've said players that no one had even considered. They go and pop off and then other people jump on like three rounds later to say, yeah, they're breaking out. We're like, we already we already picked it. I'm bragging. I'm fucking bragging. Anyway, first one is the one that everyone's suggesting because we've got to cover it in defense, and that's Nick Dacos at 502K. He got 129, 33% of teams. And remember in preseason, that was – like above 50, I think, at one stage. So realistically, Pato, if you got Stuart like me, down to Dacos, save yourself a hundred odd K and you can use that money elsewhere.
1: Yeah, 1 million percent. I think anyone that jumped off Dacos, and I am one of those people, um, we've missed a trick here. We've just we've overthought it. Uh it's just classic round one super coach, isn't it? Like you've got Nick Dacos, who's one of the best young talents, if not the best young talent in the whole league, um, at five hundred thousand. Who has shown last year that he can go one hundred plus available as a defender. Um hmm. we got scared off because he had a hard tag against Hawthorne last week in a practice game.
0: Well, like he that. may
1: he and may get that. tagged two or three times over the year, but if he's gonna go one twenty plus in the games that he's not, or one ten plus, then the value's there, and I think we've just overlooked it. Yeah, in saying that, though, Pato,
0: um, Porter come out and said that they're going to pay a bit of attention to Dacos. So <laughs> straight, out the, straight out the woodwork. So it wouldn't surprise me some people did hold, but I think in the defensive line, you need to make the trade this week if you've got Stewart. I
1: don't think oh, you yeah, can... you can't think yeah. yeah. Maybe you could go to the next guy, I don't know.
0: Yeah, so this is the guy it's that I was POG. like, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, Pato's actually nailed, looks like he's nailed it again. This one is Pato Smokey, for top five, no, top six defenders. And that's Dan Rioli at 507K, Uh, 126 as well. Um, Oh, sorry. Three less than Dacos, who cares? But in 2% of teams, a huge POD. And when I was watching that Thursday night game, I'm like, holy fuck, man. Why'd they ever play this dude in the forward line? Like he was just carving through everyone. And he was an absolute one two slut paddo, which is great for Supercoach.
1: It's it's what they do. It's what we do out of defense, Dono. And the Giants are starting to do the same thing and they just get it on the end of chains. And Rioli does not stop running. He's got a huge tank. He uses the ball well. He's got he's on kickouts, um, kicks it a lot, gets on the end of him, and even gets forward and kicks goals. So as I said when I was we were talking about our uh, the defensive line, um I felt this guy got robbed hard last year, super coach scoring wise, because he had games like this. And I'd look at his supercoach scoring he got like 95. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like he was one of our best players. So um yeah, if you if you want to go away from the the pack and, and get a nice little POD, I don't think you can do much worse than Rioli, honestly, for 5k more than Dekos. Um and he's got Adelaide this week who won't pay much attention to him at all. And yeah. if they try, they don't have someone that can go with Rioli because he just gets on his wheels. So yeah. still I didn't back my own gut instinct and I went Ridley instead. I mean Ridley's fine. Um I'm happy with yeah. Ridley, but oh, I should have done it, Dano. It's one it's one round though. It's
0: one round. But it is. Yeah, yeah I I, yeah. I like the eye test was there and half tempted myself to go Stuart to Rioli just based on that pure
1: eye test. Uh, yeah. I don't think I, mean, I don't activity... think Rioli
0: will ever get tagged.
1: Yeah, he's he's almost untaggable with his speed and work rate. I don't think there's many defensive forwards that can go with him. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, we'll we'll wait and see on the freeo backs, uh, Pato. and why why are we waiting and see seeing on the Fremantle back line? So
1: I think between their three main intercept dudes, they scored about 500 points between the three of them, which is just fucking absurd. Um, But St. Kilda, so you can't look too much into it because St. Kilda um, were super small in their forward line. So any, and they tried going in high and long and it just didn't make sense because they didn't have any targets. So of course, Luke Ryan, Brennan Cox and Hayden Young were just picking everything off and they were able to play loose because there weren't any aerial threats. So St. Kilda actually adjusted the way they did that for the fourth quarter and then ended up winning the game, which is absurd if you looked at the stats. Yeah. Um, like sure, Luke Ryan has shown history of going 140 plus, but he has history of being really inconsistent scorer. So he has games where he has to play more lockdown, more accountable. Um, and unfortunately, he won't play against a forward line like St. Kilda every week. Like They've got North this week, so he may have another big game, but like as soon as they come up against a Melbourne or a Western Bulldogs, like he cannot just float off and pick everything off in the air. So I think you just just temper your expectations um in saying that I believe um the dogs have St. Kilda this week. So if you've got a uh, if you've got a um a Josh Bruce or or a Br- um or a uh, Dale uh, like or,
0: or, or a Liam Jones.
1: Or a no, oh, too no, soon. Too soon. I mean, it's, if he plays though, cuz there's still a chance to play. If he plays, yeah. he'd be worth a cheeky VC because he could have a game like Brennan Cox. Yeah, true. True. I shouldn't But laugh then he'll too come back and that. get 20 the week after that. Like that's because it's, yeah. it's Liam Jones. Yeah. So yeah, I just yeah, don't overreact yeah. to these sort of scores. It's the same with Dane Dan Ramping who scored 150. Another yeah, guy that has this has had these ceiling games historically, but he has weeks where he play lockdown. So he's got Hawthorne, Dane Rampey does. Like he might have another big score this week again. And then there's a conversation to be had next week as a quick cash grab because he's 330k. And if he's got a break even of like negative 150, like yeah, you almost grab the quick cash. But you've got to give it another week because he might play a lot lock- more lockdown and, and score sixty odd. Like that's just what Dane Rampey does. So just relax. Don't don't react after one week, is my point.
0: Move on to the midfield and my boy Tom Green, 534k, 134 he scored in 35% of teams. Man, was cramping at the end of that game when the Giants had no bench. It was actually kind of funny to watch. Um, Half
1: the team were. They were
0: on their legs. I, what a win, Dano. The, Nick Kane's goal was funny as when he kicked it and then just dropped to the yeah. ground and had to stretch out his cramps. Um, yeah, yes, if you missed out on was. Tom Green, um, like I said, got to get him in. I think I think
1: he's one of the biggest must-haves, Pato. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of my trades this week. Um Josh Kelly to Tom Green.
0: Yeah, that and to be honest, you save yourself money and dude's a beast. Dude's a beast. Yep. Um now, Pato. You've no, put I don't know. I know. And it might be the season. Oh. For, for the bloke that we just dislike talking about.
1: We don't like shit blokes. Yeah. Um, he who shall not uh, be we named. We like value. We like value and we like high scoring super coach players. Yeah. He
0: who shall not be named. And if you're a first time. we are got to name him one know, so people know what they're talk- yeah, who talking that's, about. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. If you're a first time. Or block starter, my ears. Block your ears, Pato. It's Jordan degoey At 468k, 130. He scored in 8% of teams. Great fucking value. Shit bloke. Shit though. fucking bloke. Shit bloke. Um, but yeah, he's a cheaper Bloke that can kind of help fix structures there, Pato. but I'd rather talk about that guy after him or the next two guys, to be honest. But we have to. Yeah.
1: If you go Kelly down to he who shall not be named, you pocket 110K. Fuck. And you can turn a a Chester who I'm not convinced plays this week into a guy that we're about to talk about.
0: And the guy that we're about to talk about. Is Finn Callahan at 244k? He's got 101, 26% of teams. I am trying to figure out a way to get him in, but
1: you you started stupid sexy Flanders, didn't you?
0: I started stupid sexy. Yeah, but he was up forward, so that forgive me. I did. I actually told start, you. But I started I another. I told you, mate. Brew. Yeah, but I, there was, we'll get into that later, but I'm just saying <laughs> it's better than starting Bruin. Um, <laughs> A lot easier to trade it's... Bruin out than fucking Flanders. Yeah, but Flanders still still make money. Um, but Finn Callahan two forty four k one hundred and one in twenty six percent of teams. If there's a week to bring him in, it will be this week against West Coast because Giants don't have Kelly, don't have Perryman, and don't have. well, oh, Whitfield's not in the guts, but don't have don't have Kelly and don't have Perryman. Callahan's a type that they see as like a young Jack McRae type. So where they started out on the wing and then they bring them in if they get a bit more meat on their bones into the into the guts. It will not surprise me if Finn Callahan gets a fair few CBAs this weekend and then floats back onto the wing, which we know he can play well. So Pato, I think this is a week if you gotta get him, you've got to get him in um to really capitalise on that score. Because I reckon he'll go hundred plus again. See,
1: I I'm not as convinced as that. I think the midfield the main midfield group will be Canelio Green and Ward.
0: Oh yeah, but Callahan but when will you still about... play wing, but he'll yeah. get some of those CBAs, which he wasn't getting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He might get five to 10, which um, which would be good for him. Yeah. Correct. Tasty draw. Yeah. Absolutely. I've so, um, got the VFL team this week. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> the waffle team.
1: The waffle team.
0: Yeah. 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 Anyway, now, if fucking Pato's laughing at me about Flanders because I went Flanders over Callahan, no. I picked the next bloke over Callahan because I'm so sure it's fucking Will Setterfield's season at 348K, 99 he scored in 4% of teams, ultra POD. His role looked so fucking good, Pado The only thing is his contested possession count was really low, even though he had the second most CBAs. So uh, the only way is up, and he scored a 99.
1: Yeah, it was a strange one because like he didn't quite get the CBAs um at Carlton when he played, but he played that outside game. So it's almost like he got the CBAs and he put into practice what he sort of had to do at Carlton. So we know Setterfield has the contested game in him. Obviously Parrish um, was the one playing that role. And I believe Merrick got the tag. Did he, Dano? Did he Correct. get Finn McGuinness? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it'd be interesting to see what happens when there's no tag, mm. um, but the role's there. So I'm I'm convinced that there's a higher ceiling here because of such a low contested possession count. So um yeah, I, I started him as well, Dono. I, I love it. I reckon he'll be great for a 150k um price rise. And and I think it's almost a better pick than Hopper, but maybe that's a conversation we need to have.
0: Now, people going absolutely ape droppings on Hopper saying, Oh, he's a fucking dad, rah-rah rah. Dude, it's one game. <laughs> Honestly, he only played what 71% time on ground. He usually plays much more than that. Usually usually in the 80s. So it's like they're working him back into it like uh Will Brody last year when he started off and they eased him on in. The only thing is, I think Hopper didn't know what to do when Taranto fed it to someone else, because usually Taranto feeds it to Hopper. <laughs> so he wasn't, he, yeah, it was weird. It's like the one-two punch wasn't a one-two punch anymore and he just didn't know where to go. So I think he'll work that out pretty quick. So I I wouldn't trade out Hopper just yet. I'd give him another week, see how he goes. I'm probably just going to hold him anyway.
1: Yeah, so I, I agree with that. I think you've got to look at him another week, especially against a team like Adelaide. Um, cause their Carlton midfield is really good. But when you talk about eye test, Dano, he didn't really pass the eye test. He looked <laughs> <I> slow. <know. laughs> he looked a little bit lost and I don't know whether it's just a new system and he's actually being told he has to do certain things rather than just go play footy like Leon Cameron. Um, cause the amount of guys that have left GWS and all of a sudden gone, wow, like I didn't even know this side of footy existed because there's actual tactics. Um, I'm hoping he works it out because he had plenty of CBAs. When he was on the on the ground, he was in the middle. Um, but it just didn't really come to him much. And he was matched up against Cripps as well. And Cripps like the ball didn't really come to him in the first three quarters, and it was the same as Hopper. Like they just were away from where the Ruckman were tapping the ball. Cripps obviously took off in that sort of most of the, the second half and, and Hopper didn't really take off, but Cripps is obviously a lot better player than, than Hopper. yeah. So, yeah, I think you've got to look at him once more against Adelaide and see how he goes. Um, the Adelaide midfield, by all means, isn't the best in the comp. I mean, they've got one of the better individual midfielders in the comp, but it drops off like a very steep hill after Rory Lads. So, yeah, absolutely wait and see. Um, surely you've got more trying issues than Jacob Hopper in your team.
0: Correct, correct. Um, Rucks, don't worry. If your ruck scored low, don't worry.
1: Yeah, I, I would not be using any corrective trades on the rucks. I mean, my two rucks went up against each other and they scored 176 between them in Darcy and Marshall. Same. Um, I'm pretty keen to see Darcy this week.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's a juicy matchup. And Who's Roy Roman Marshall got? has another kind of awkward one against him, English, but I think they'll both kind of move around the ground and grab plenty of footy. So they'll almost negate themselves and both score 120 plus, I think.
0: Move on to the forward line, and the bloke that Pado was going to start, but oh. I don't think did. Jason Horney Francis, at three forty-eight k, hundred and thirty-six. He scored sixteen percent of teams at twenty CBAs. He was he did still play off half forward though. Pado, fun fact. Um, and you got Boke to come back in. So I I've seen so many teams already trading him in. I th- I think I think you've got to leave it for a week.
1: At least, for how many players know, can you leave for a week? Dono, know. He had twenty CBAs. Yeah, like he was their third midfielder. Just yeah, yeah. Like there's the, no half forward about it. Like he's the role is good. I just we need to make commandments, Dana, and we need to actually live by them because <laughs> we always get sucked in by a fucking Geelong player.
0: I know. And by we, I
1: mean I. <laughs> well, I got sucked in by um, Tom Stewart. Well, Stewart's the only guy I think you can get sucked in by because he's a legit primo. But I've never picked him. No, no,
0: no. I never pick him, start him every year because I'm like, oh, man, always gets fucking injured. So the one year I start him, he gets injured in the first fucking game.
1: Yeah. So this is the other trade I'm thinking of doing, of going Bruin to Horn Francis. Okay. But I also kind of want to see the role for another week with Boat coming back. But I'm... Pretty convinced that Boke's playing half-forward, so I don't think it's going to affect him too much. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Fair enough. I'll uh, we'll go on to Errol Goulden's season at 472K, 115, 40% ownership. That really dropped off. That got to about 60 at one stage in preseason there, Pato, then dropped to a 40. He had 14 CBAs. Role looks good. We didn't expect him to get as many CBAs as what he did in those cracky games, but we still knew he was going to get some but it's still a high percentage compared to what we actually thought. So I I see him as a top eight forward.
1: Do you? I mean, it depends who picks up forward status for me, um, but he'll be thereabouts. I think I, I, he won't be a consistent 105 plus scorer. He'll have big games and he'll have low games. So he'll go 80, then he'll go 120. Like he'll be a little bit up and down like that, but in the forward line, you can live with that. I don't think he's going to be the highest averaging Sydney midfielder. I think Chad Warner will score more than him, but Chad Warner isn't available as a forward. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Keller um, Mills will obviously score more as well, I believe, regardless of what role yeah. he plays. But, yeah, if you didn't start Errol, I probably wouldn't trade him in. I think you just you admit that you missed the boat and you give it another week or two. Um, With one price rise, he probably still only gets to five hundred k, so he's still cheap enough to consider. But the fact that they've played Gold Coast and they play Hawthorne this week, now he's a sneaky chance at a McGuinness tag, mind you, Dano. You um, but then I'd want to see him round three against Melbourne. And if he goes 110 plus against Melbourne in a midfield role, I think that will, that would give you enough confidence that he'll be a top six mid and you'd look at trading him in. But if you didn't start him, I would be waiting two weeks, and that's just my opinion. Yeah, that's fair
0: enough. Steven Canelio, five hundred and fifty seven K, one forty three, and six percent sixteen sorry percent of teams. Like we were always discussing how many GWS players is too many, and it looks like there's no such thing this early on in the season.
1: Well um, no, it looked like the answer was three and we just had the wrong three.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's Cornelio,
1: true. Green, Callahan. Yeah. That was a three. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Just Looks
0: good, looks good, Pato. That's all I yeah, can say. Yeah, if
1: you yeah if you didn't start him, you almost have to wait for his yearly injury, um, and then look at him after that. But if you started him, kudos because a lot of people jumped off, and yeah, sixteen percent. You've got a nice, decent enough uh, POD there. Yeah, Darcy Cameron, um, the next one,
0: rock forward, mind you, four sixty-five k, one hundred and three super coach, seventeen percent of teams. This is a prime example, Pato of pre-season versus actual season. His splits with Cox were complete and utter reverse in preseason, And then round one comes along and what happens?
1: Yeah, so Darcy Cameron had 24 CBAs and Mason Cox had 15. Complete reversal. And the thing is, it's because Cameron was coming off a hamstring injury, so they would have eased him back in. So again, hindsight is a wonderful thing. We've got a 465,000 number one ruck available in the forward line who yeah. had good scoring last year in this role. Um, and we, we overlooked him and he provides a swing. So if you're running a, a ruck where you're a little bit unsure about his job, uh, not job security, his, um his game security, someone like an English, like a, like a, like a Sean Darcy, like someone that historically has missed games before there's a perfect forward line guy that you can just swing with your R3 who should be mad in my um, or Radicalia. The, or Radicalia, yeah um and Fuck there's God your cover God. so yeah we missed another one there don't know
0: yep yep I'm okay with that though um last one in our forward line we got Jack zebel 356k 102 he scored in four percent of teams half back seagull roll looks all right yeah and he should end up being defender
1: forward by round six. Yep, had the most CBAs for North. Um yeah, it didn't look great in that last preseason game, but again, he's in his 30s. Why does he have to bust his balls in a fucking in a preseason he, game where it I'm didn't sorry. really matter?
0: Did you uh, say you had, that had had the most CBAs for North? Kick outs, I mean.
1: <laughs> I was like, wait, when
0: when did you fucking move to the
1: middle? You know, oh, since no. he played the middle. Um, but yeah. yeah, he'll for sure be a defender. Four percent of teams feels crazy when people are going mid price madness and they're just sleeping on Zeebel who did it two years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. we'll we'll see how the point sp- like sort of split happens with North because they're not obviously going to look as good as they did on the weekend. Every week, it'd be interesting to see how they go against Frio in Perth this week. And there's a lot of mouths to feed. Like, LDU looked great. Um, we've got oh, She's fuck. There's someone yeah. that they're comp- oh LDU, yeah. we should have put him
0: on the fucking sheet, man.
1: Jesus Christ. I thought Christ. about it. I thought about it, but no one's looking for primo mids. Yeah, that's true. Um, So we'll just, yeah, see how it plays out. And there's also Aaron Hall to come back in at some stage as well. So yeah, that's probably the article, reasons why... I
0: read an article that Aaron Hall is being held out by Gota. And Bergman, I don't know whether that's true or not. So did he play VFL? Apparently he's he's got he's behind Gotha and Bergman. Apparently, wow, that was what the article said, and I was like, surely not. Interesting. Anyway, yeah, I don't I don't mind the Jack Siebel call, and I, even over a Jason Horney Francis, to be honest, because if you're light in defence. And he gets that defensive status come round six, and you just fucking trade out one of those defensive rookies and swing him there. Oh, Opens up everything, Pato.
1: Yeah, I'd give it one more week, see how he goes against Freo. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But I can't imagine he's going to score horribly because he's in that role, so. Yeah.
0: Okay, Pato. so we'll move on to the listener questions. <clears throat> we got various different fucking posts and shit because... We're recording on a Wednesday night, so we released the question out to the public earlier. So, first one is a fucking personal attack. Um, oh, so, no. Scaby Bryant Nathan Scoble says, "What's more pathetic? What's a more pathetic excuse? Having Laird as captain or Dano thinking he was getting lucky on the weekend?"
1: Now, this this question has envy <laughs> all over it. Oh Jesus! So, yeah, look, Laird's captain at the time looked fine. So, um, yeah, not quite sure what the question is to be honest. Yeah. Anyway, move on. Fuck you, Scoby.
0: Um, <laughs> we got Shaztech, Um asked, do you think we should keep Liam Jones? I, I, I said we shouldn't have even started him in the first place, which we both didn't. Um, but they've got Liam Jones. We think that he might end up popping off if he plays against St Kilda. Everyone will be envious because, and then he'll probably get a shit score the next week, or just two. Yeah, shit scores.
1: I I agree with the the shouldn't have started him, but we can't take our starting choices back. Trust me, Shaztek. I wish I could take Braun back. Yeah, um, but I if he's named, I'd be keeping him for this week and see how he goes against St Kilda because of how those Frio defenders went against him last week. If he's not named, I'd probably flick him off to a rookie that you've missed. One of those must-have rookies. So, I mean, surely, um, surely Shazdek has Ginby. Um, yeah. But if, Even if you missed a Bodie Orland, who looked decent enough, Dano. I started him. Yeah, so do.
0: Yeah.
1: Because for anyone that has, like,
0: it's the first time tuning in this season, Last season, Paddo and I were big on Bodie Euland, and for some, I, I didn't understand why he didn't play, and then I found out why. I was like, okay, that's fair enough. So it was just minor setbacks with injuries. So he's
1: injury-free now, Paddo. Um, but
0: yeah, anyway. I just
1: hope he gets a run at it, because um, Lockie Waller is back this weekend, and it'd be interesting to see what they do, because Constable got a lot of the footy, got kickouts, and butchered the footy. Mm. And I know... Euland played a slightly different role, but still played in that back line. And they've still got Brandon Ellis to come back to play on a wing. So we I mean, should just to see how they shuffle things around. I'm hoping Constable and Euland both hold their spots, but I can't imagine they'll um, both drop long. So yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping they both play. I hope so too. And we won't know until it... Friday night.
0: Um Would you be crazy enough to trade Jones, if you've got the spare cash, to Jack
1: Bowes. Considering he's been named in the guts. Well, no, because we've been through this, Dano. He plays for Geelong.
0: (laughs) He does. We spoke Uh... about this
1: ten minutes ago, Dano. (laughs) I'm trying to resist the urge not to trade Go to. Don't choose Geelong players that aren't named Tom Stewart.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm actually half tempted to, but anyway, um... Dano,
1: shut the fuck up.
0: (laughs) I've got. I got someone else going, yeah. We're not picking those. Setterfield ain't no good, they said, uh, as so many have been telling me. Look at him now. <laughs> and he's this the stats. 25 to 20 with one goal, eight score involvements, 10 marks, six tackle. That's not a question. That's a statement. Um, <laughs> got another one here, Pado. Um Do you, th- oh, no, that was the fucking deal. You- oh, you got too many fucking tweets, man. Too many tweets. Where's your other ones? No one really answered me, I don't think.
1: So I we, don't... we got one from Duncan Hill.
0: Yep, yep. And aggressive. Duncan
1: asked if he should be aggressive and move on Jones and Hopper to Dacus and Phillips or Chandler. Now, this is an interesting one. And mm. I like thinking of being aggressive on Jones. And if you can turn Jones into a Phillips, I, I like that. And then a obviously Hopper to Dacos. Ooh. pending selection, but I, I don't know about Hopper to Dacos, Don't know because that that has a potential to backfire. Like Hopper could easily come out and score 110, and all of a sudden, the 70s out of his rolling average or 66 or whatever he got is is out of his three round average because you only get one price rise out of that score. Correct. So if he goes 80, then 100, then all of a sudden the 60 doesn't matter. So. I'd be holding Hopper in, like, at least give it one more week. And I know it's easier to see Dacos, who was a fucking slut on the weekend. Um, but I would just just relax and see what happens this weekend. But I do like the Jones to Phillips. Chandler, I'm not. Chandler was good, but I Melbourne are so fucking good and so deep.
0: And they've got Viney to come back. They've got, they've got so many guys to come yeah. back.
1: I, I just, I'm not sure whether that role will stick.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. Guy, oh. The Phillips one's interesting because he got subbed on early. Does he start a sub again?
1: Yeah. But the thing is, he what did he score? 64. And he was in about 54% game time or something. Yeah. He got
0: subbed in late in the first quarter, I think.
1: Yeah, but in terms of time on ground, Phillips played 53% and in that time had nine CBAs. And I don't have his super coach score in front of me. I can look it up, but I know he scored pretty well. Yeah, but does he start? He scored 65. Does he start? In 53% time on ground. Does he start? I think he's playing. You think or you know? I I don't know. I don't have connections like you do. <laughs> but I think he plays I could ask around on this one But I can't be bothered to be honest Like um, it'll it'll Be interesting because you had someone like A Kane Turner who didn't get any CBAs And wasn't great Playing mm-hmm. like a wing role Like a defensive halfback role You got Liam Shields who You can't imagine Clark will, will Drop Liam Shields but he probably deserves to Yeah I agree there but at the same time, they played well and they won against the Waffles. And team, North yeah. aren't used to that winning thing. They're going to come out and get belted. Um, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think Freo destroy them this weekend. Yeah.
0: Anyway, the one on my Twitter um, is Nerds for Life, which is our mate Pantelis, uh, listener. And he does his own YouTube channel and all that for various different things. Um, he just he tweeted a question mark and the picture is super coach. Do you want to uninstall this app? (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm going to shout out Pantelis at the moment because when Tom Stewart went down, man laughed at everyone that picked Tom Stewart then, but I don't actually think he started Liam Jones, but if he started Liam Jones, I would laugh back, but I actually have a feeling he didn't start Liam Jones. But if you did Pantelis, there's the laugh back.
1: I if mean, he didn't, he's probably, I look like he's a probably in our idiot. group. He's probably yeah. in our group, so I'm sure I could look up his team. Oh, actually, he is in our group. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so give me one sec. I'll bring his team up, and I'm sure we can find something to laugh about him.
0: <laughs> I don't think we can. I really want to. I really want to find something to laugh at, but I don't think we. I can. mean, he
1: scored. He scored
0: under two thousand. Yeah, but I still think his team's pretty good. But anyway, Pantelis, thanks, yes. thanks for the thanks for always listening. <laughs>
1: His team he actually, is actually pretty good. He fielded Ben King, which is a big yikes, Yeah, with Philippou on his bench. But anyway.
0: Mind you, um, I've actually got to give Pantelis his prize for winning the most amount of um, round scores last season in our group. Um, and I was meant to deliver it last weekend. So I'm sorry, Pantelis, but something came up. But I will get you what I inboxed you about. Did, some, and- did
1: something come up? In your
0: pants, potentially, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I will get it out to you and um, yeah, for anyone in our group, uh, basically this this year, the leading person in the group, assuming it's not Pato or myself, um, will get a prize, and then the person I that still wins
1: want a prize, mate,
0: when I win, you get a fucking fist to the face, um, not not anyone else that wins, Um uh, <laughs> But if you win the most amount of weeklies in our group, you'll also get a prize. So overall score and most amount of weeklies. So either one, you will get your prize. um, And hopefully I can work out something pretty good because Pantelis will like his one this time. He's getting... Actually, no, I won't say what he's getting, but he knows what he's getting. Anyway, Um, we've got Facebook questions as well, Pato. Fucking hell. We do, yes. Mm, Jesus. Okay, let's get into him. The Tate Master first. Ah, oh, Tate with his questions, mate. Oh, love it. It's not real
1: Not all heroes wear capes, unless your name's Tate's.
0: Anyway, oh shit. Um. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Okay, so Tate. He goes, "Is it too early to jump at shadows with some of this? These random round one scores." He, um, Tate goes, "I saved trades last year and regretted it. So, what do you think?" Are the must-haves we might not have? Holding Hopper, he will be right, but Will Brody needs to pull his finger out next week. Stuart and Tanner are likely going. So, ah, oh, yeah, Will Brody was a bit disappointing after hyping him up so much.
1: Yeah, um, I avoided one there, but I didn't catch the Frio game, so I can't make too much. Actually, no, I watched the Freo game, but Brody did well, fucking nothing. And neither did Nat Fife, actually. Well, I mean, we told people not to do that too, Dana. So we can only lead a horse to water. We can't make him drink.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's looking at offloading Stewart and Tanner Broon, it looks like. So, So Will Brody
1: only had 12 CBAs, which is a strange one. Really? Yeah. There weren't heaps of CBAs in this game because St. Kilda were playing. Ah, true. And there were only 17 goals scored. So the most CBAs were twenty by Marshall. So he probably had about fifty percent CBAs, which seems low. Yeah, but in a game where Caleb Sarong of all people got tagged, I would have thought Brody would be the one to step up, and he just he didn't.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but yeah, should should take get aggressive early on. I'm half tempted to get aggressive early on, but I'm taking the JP approach from last year. I don't think he made a trade. After round one, but then after round two, he did a boost, and I think he did three boosts in a row. So he used nine trades from rounds three, four, and five. He won the oh, whole fucking think,
1: comp. Yeah, well, Tate's got a trade to It. Yeah, yeah, and the the Tanner one can backfire, the Tanner Bruin, but I can see the merit in trading him out. I think I'm going to be trading him out this week. So, Ooh.
0: yeah, I don't I don't mind if you got if you wanted to. Bruin down to Callahan or even Bruin to Jason Horney Francis. That's an up. For me, it feels like a downgrade because dude doesn't like ice baths.
1: Um but you'd go Stewart to Dan Rioli and then you could go Tanner to Horney Francis. Oh, he could go Tanner to fucking Gould. Oh, he's
0: probably got Gulden.
1: But yeah. yeah there's some so. options. Tate's hey, not a dumbass.
0: You know, he he listens to us avidly and we were like, it's fucking Errol Goulden season. So, yeah. yeah. Sam says, what to do with Stuart? Want to get discos, I think it means Dacos, in, but is it too risky with the potential of him getting more attention? Do I wait a week to see how he goes and take a primo sitting on the bench or take a punt? I reckon take a punt.
1: See, yeah, this this is an interesting one. I don't want that nickname, by the way, Disco Dacos. I, I think we should get the hashtag Disco Dacos happening. Yeah, we could. We could. Um, But I don't see Stuart to Dacos as being risky. But if you want to do something that everyone else isn't doing. Yeah, here we go. Rioli. Just get him.
0: Yep, there. There. Okay. Chris Walk Jones says, did Jason Horn Francis' role look that much better than Bruins that it would be worth a, connect, a correction trade after one round? No injuries to cover after one round. Fucking this guy. No injuries to cover after one round that require any other trades. Many thanks for your take on the matter. Okay. Buck, he's in a good position. If Bruins is only worry, and he's got no injury trades to do.
1: Good position, Pato. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't have – I mean, I've got Kelly. Never mind. Um, yeah, The weird thing Kelly. about – the weird thing with the Bruin roll thing is, so overall, he had 16 CBAs, but he had four in the second half. So he had 12 of those in the first half. And I didn't watch the start of this game. I only caught the last quarter. Mind you, what a ripping game. Better than the Thursday night game. Um, yep. agreed. But from all accounts, Bruin was on 50-odd at halftime.
0: So – this is the thing. So th- I test, Bruin looked fucking good. For some reason, the second half, they just didn't want the ball in his hands. And it makes no sense because when you're watching the game, he looked
1: like their best ball user. So when Parfit got subbed on, he moved into the midfield rotation and did fuck all. He
0: yeah, had five
1: handballs for the game. That's it. With seven CBAs. Yeah, it just... but. It- if you can trust the teams that are named, it looks like Bose is going to be the one that plays that midfield role and Bruin's going to play on the wing. And if he's going to play that role, which is where he scored shit ass in the second half, I that's not good. That's not good. Whereas you look at Jason Horn-Francis, who was that third midfield guy. Yeah. With 20 CBAs. If, if fucking Chris Scott could just pull his finger out, that'd be great.
0: He's a premiership winning coach, dual premiership. Oh, that is it. yeah, no. How that makes ugh. me stick. He was given one and
1: oh anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any more questions, Pato? Because they're all the ones that I've got.
1: No, no. That's um that's that's all the ones that I have received. Um, but yeah, just if you're unsure and you're not forced to trade, just just get another week of data unless you start in that five. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Anyway. Paddo, we are not called the Supercoach co-captains for nothing, are we? Because every week we give our listeners VC and C options to set them apart from the rest. And people actually listen to it, like the wits, captain, call, that sort of thing. The only one that was a fucking dud was Lockie Neal, to be honest. Um, Went against the data, but anyway. So we'll start off Thursday night. The team that keeps getting Thursday night games, Carlton, take on Geelong. The MCG. How do you vcs for this one?
1: Um, I'm probably going to vc Crips. I'm thinking, and there's no data to back that up because his last couple against Juong haven't been good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, it's yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be Crips for my team personally. I don't mind Doherty as well.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to have a quick squeeze at Doherty because I'm actually not sure on. How he scores So yeah he's His last three have been 93-122-102 So There it is potential scream. there But yeah It doesn't scream Pick me as a VC Does it Just quickly How good would it be
1: If Geelong start Owen 2 Oh Fucking Don't Get me I started I don't I don't usually uh, <laughs> Want Carlton to win But that will Make me aroused If they win Can I just say Richmond are undefeated This season And so
0: are Carlton. Yeah. So are the Giants. That's true. That's true. I love how. Sorry, I'm just going off on a tangent. I'm just going going North Melbourne.
1: Fucking Essen did a top. Fucking don't. Don't. Because they're already (laughs) playing with themselves and they're going to crash back down to earth very soon.
0: Yeah. Imagine if they're the bolters. Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: Well, it's the ex Richmond coaches, mate. Like, it's just, that's what they do.
0: Any other ones in this game that you can think of that might. Because I'm really struggling with this one, to be honest, Pato. Jack Bose. Oh, fucking don't. <laughs> I'm tempted. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was going to be like, trade Goda to him and then put the VC on Bows and he goes like
1: 170. What
0: the fuck? No, nah, it won't happen. He'll probably fucking tear his calf or some shit. I don't know. As a,
1: as a bit of a random one, and it's not as a VC option, but if you do have Radigalia, I would be trying to get him on field or at least loopholing him because... He looked really good in the fourth quarter against Collingwood and he scored about 50 supercoach points just by intercept marking. And that, mm. they're obviously missing Tom Stewart. And he could play that sort of role. And it wouldn't shock me if he got 90 plus. Yep. Fair. But don't VC him. Don't be a fool. Yeah.
0: No one from Geelong you like. <laughs>
1: I yeah, feel Jack
0: like they just. Shut up. I feel like they're <laughs> the most irrelevant supercoach team now with Tom Stewart down.
1: Oh, they are. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Oh, we'll go to Friday. Friday night. Brisbane versus Melbourne. Fuck. I had Brisbane in my fucking top four. Imagine if they're 0-2. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine
1: extending a coach that hasn't really achieved much with the really talented group and then being 0-2 after round two. Anyway. Sounds like Ken Hinckley. Uh, Wow. (laughs) They're undefeated.
0: Yeah. They spanked them. Um, Yeah. Yeah, this this one could have a potential. There's too, way too many VC options in this game. Way too many. Um, the only thing is, Lockie Neal historically doesn't go big against Melbourne. So he goes 104, 111, and 84 in his last three versus Melbourne. Um, Josh Dunkley as the mid. Yeah, I don't know.
1: He doesn't notoriously score big against Melbourne either. Um, no, no, it's it's a funny old game. I, I'm struggling to read this game. That's why I don't love anyone. If anyone's going to go off, it's probably gone.
0: Yeah, big 140 from the big Maximus last yeah, week.
1: Just just reminding everyone that he's still around.
0: They, yeah, these are his last three scores. So he got 74 in 2022 um, against Brizzy and then 138-157. So, ugh. Yeah, that's a yeah, I don't I, I don't Clayton Oliver still scored alright last week. He got a 113. His games against Brisbane are really up and down though. 118, 140, 94. Yeah, Ooh. I'm not
1: really sure Brisbane have a tagger, do they?
0: No, not really, but there is a bloke that I have a feeling scores really well against Brisbane and I'm about to check him now. And he is in how many teams? 11% of teams. Draker? No. Yeah, Petrarca, but he's all over the shop too. 117, 97, 130. So yeah, it's a whole well, if it's a VC kind of game, it's not a C kind of game, is it, Pato?
1: Yeah, but I think there's better options.
0: Unless you've got Gorn. Yeah, Gorn against McEnany, fuck me. Um, yeah. Anyway, move on to Saturday then, Pato. Collingwood versus Port yes. Adelaide at the MCG. Prison bars versus prison bars. Um <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon that this disco uh, man I'm I'm how do you reckon he'll handle like he they're not gonna I don't think they're gonna play him in the middle. I think they'll play him off half
1: back. Do you tag him off halfback? Or Adelaide well, do love a halfback tag. Yeah,
0: I'm just I know he's not gonna get those ten meter sideways give it to me passes. I reckon they'll chop them off pretty quick. Mm. Which is where he got a fair few of his last week. Um He Who Shall Not Be Named. I was about to say that. Yeah, you can just see it, can't you? It's going to be the season of where he actually plays good and no one started him for, like, yeah, whatever reason.
1: No, we know the reason. Yeah,
0: we know the reason, but fuck. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure on Ollie Wines. What's going on with him? Does anyone even have that fucker? Jesus Christ.
1: No, no one's got him. I don't think there's much from this game, to be honest.
0: Uh, Let's see who's got him. Uh one point two percent of teams have Ollie Wines. One point two percent and he historically scores really well against Collingwood. There you go. He's never dropped in his last three games, he's not hasn't dropped below a hundy. He usually gets in the one twenty. So Ollie Wines. Could we see a Jason Horney Francis VC? No. Nah. I don't like saying that. Yeah, and Ro- Rosie's all over the shop with his scoring. How about butters?
1: No, Nah? no. Nah. Nah. next game. Yeah, that's fair enough.
0: That's all good. Next game is more relevant because it's Paddo's team. At, and it's not the Adelaide Crows, by the way, but it is Richmond at Adelaide Oval against the Crom. Rory Laird will bounce back this week, Paddo. hundred and fucking ten percent.
1: I agree. I think he'll go big, big too, as well. Oh, I think yeah. he's got a bit of a point to prove. I think... He's not gonna have two bad games in a row. So I I do back the lead back uh background, uh back up, sorry.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and, um yeah, I see him going big and Richmond don't tag, so I think he'll be left to do whatever he wants.
0: You think Taranto might go bigger? If he can just tidy up his fucking ball use, man. Jesus
1: Christ. I mean, seeing what Toby uh sorry, Tom Green, Stephen Canelio and etc. did to Adelaide last weekend. I think he'll be allowed to have plenty of time and find a target.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Is a cheeky VC then. Um, But your boy has got to be a cheeky VC for Richard. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Surely.
1: Yeah, no, it's an option for sure.
0: Although in saying that, the Crows way of combating the Giants in the first half was by sending Isaac Rankin. um, Basically, when the Giants were slinging it out of defense, Rankin started running the other way. So there was a tactic to send him the other way. So then when the ball turned over, Rankin was already at full pace. They flicked it up to him and he had so many fucking scoring shots. All he had to do is convert at least half of what he did and his score would have been massive. So we could it that could be a way that they combat the Dan Rioli situation.
1: Yeah, but when they don't have the ball, what use is it?
0: Yeah, but they sling it out. It only takes one turnover in the Richmond forward half. Rankin's already off. So true. Yeah, Rankin's score should have been way better than what it was. But anyway, um, Jordan Dawson, how do you reckon he could go large against your boys?
1: He could, he could. He's another one that will just be left to do whatever because Richmond will just back their system in. Um, yep. I just don't know if the ceiling's there.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I remember, I remember a season where Paddo was going, I don't know if the ceiling's there, and that was for one Rory Laird. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway. Oh, I'll move on. Don't like Hopper as a VC. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? Fuck it. All, all the people's. It's- and he just pumps it's, out a 140 or some shit. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. such a
1: super coach English. thing to happen, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Everyone trades them out and then they pop off.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All anyway, right. We'll move on. Western Bulldogs versus St. Kilda. The very intriguing one between English and Marshall. Paddo. Now, the, I don't think the, you're going to like the sound of this. Historically, are you, are you Marshall.
1: System?
0: Yeah. Historically, Marshall doesn't like... The Western Bulldogs. We have to go back to 2019 when he scored over 100 against them. Yeah. Scary thought. Right.
1: So what was the last year that Ross Lyon coached Freo?
0: The last year that he coached Freo? Oh, shit. I don't know. That's a good question. Coach Frio or Coach Saints? Frio. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's, let's do a live Google. Let's, let's do a live Google. Let's because... do a live
1: Google. Um, here we go. I've got some... Yeah, 2019. 19? Yeah.
0: yeah. So 2012 well, to well, 2019. 184 games.
1: Right. So I have someone that that scored 95 and 132 against Frio in those years, and Frio being Ross Lyons' former team. Yeah. Whose last two scores against St. Kilda... Uh, through the roof Ooh, And I'm oh, saying yes. 181 and
0: 159 in, in
1: his last two Is that Sean? No nah. <laughs> But I'm also Saying that he's Probably going to have Get a tag
0: Who the fuck is this?
1: Well how is many the, Bulldogs players have the a ceiling? Up? Is it the yeah. bond? Oh yeah. Oh the, the thing is, Bytel tagged last weekend. Yeah. Well, they'll have for, Windhager back. Correct. And for I it. am pretty sure Windhager played on Bonapalle last year. I could be wrong, but I reckon he tried and failed. Yeah, fuck. He, yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. Because Bonapalle is just is too big. And added to that. Maybe Ross Lyon has a different view on the types of players that he will tag now, and he'll target the inside guys, hence Caleb strong last weekend. Yeah, okay. So he may choose to target a Liberatore instead.
0: Fucking Bont VC. There we go. I'm stamping it. You've convinced me. The
1: Pato stamp of approval?
0: I'm I'm giving it. I'm giving it the stamp. I'm giving it the stamp. Bond I'm just... Depelli.
1: I'm I'm spewing that I've got a fucking basketball game at eight o'clock that night, and I will be preparing for that um, at that time. So I can't do it. I I will give you live updates. <laughs> uh, if I'll, I'll if you checking, just see, I'll be checking you, my watch during the game. <laughs> if you just see
0: the eggplant with the splash, <laughs> you know it's The more splashes, the more the more tens over one hundred that the bont is on. <laughs> so <laughs> eggplant is a hundred. Then if you got eight splashes, he's hit one eighty.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's a VC, not a seek, but just because of oh, the yeah. tag risk.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, Rowan Marshall not not the greatest. Timmy English could go good.
1: Um, maybe, but yeah, and Bonta does love Marvel as well. Stamp, stamp,
0: <laughs> stamp that shit. Uh, we'll move on then. Fremantle versus North Melbourne. Fuck it. Well, the Bont is our stamp. So, Fremantle versus North <laughs> Melbourne. Optus Stadium. Sean Darcy. Gonna make everyone his bitch. Fuck. Even this one could be a stamp, Pato. Fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Let's have a look at
0: Sean Darcy. Oh, my no, God, last Pato. Year- Oh, my God.
1: I know. Last year, 178, and Todd Goldstein played that game.
0: Fuck me dead. And then a 120 before that. Oh, my God. We have to weigh up whether we VC Bont or Darcy? This is why
1: you have me on, Dana. This is why I'm here. I
0: feel feel like, for the listeners, one of us has to VC one, the other has to VC the other.
1: Well, I don't really have great captain options on Sunday. That's my problem. See, I've got Tom Green on Sunday. So do I. Well, I will have.
0: Well, then just Tom
1: Green it. But Rory Led's getting 150. I,
0: I will let you know. For the Giants game, I will convince you as to why you should go Tom Green as captain. Anyway, we'll keep moving. We'll keep moving. All right. So, Frio, anyone else from Frio? Will probably no, bounce Sean back. Darcy. No? Okay, Sean Darcy. Anyone from North? Uh, Sean Darcy. <laughs> okay. Sunday, Sydney versus Hawthorne. Uh SCG. Sean Dawson, like Errol Goulden season, maybe? No, no, these are captain's I, options, so
1: yeah, I'd be steering clear of any Hawthorne matchup, honestly, as a C, just because of that McGinnis tag. They're gonna tag and they're gonna tag hard. So yeah. I would just take any risk out of it and just not target that. Yeah. Um and he's even played forward tags before, so he can't even go a halfback. Not that many Sydney options are for Primo's, but
0: okay. I'd be
1: steering clear.
0: Let's just move um, on because we've got less than five minutes to go, Paddo. We've got to get through yep. this. So fucking steer clear of that game. So Essendon versus the Gold Coast Suns. I can see the big took cool. took fucking going boo um, Maybe. Jared Witts. Jared Witts going boo Who else we got? Fucking... Parish, uh... next game. No, okay, okay. So I'm, I'm here. I'm here to convince you as to why you should go Tom Green. See, Tom Green, in his career of being fucked all over the place by Leon Cameron and whatnot, has never scored below a hundred against the West Coast Eagles. Pato in two, in two games. Two, yeah. He's you forget how fucking young he is, but he's he's never scored below a hundred, and he's way better now. Just saying.
1: I'm just yeah. Yeah, and they they did concede a 143 Supercoach score to Luke Davis Uniac as well. That's being West Coast, obviously. So they don't really have a defensive minded guy in that midfield. Um, and
0: they don't have someone big enough to compete with Tom Green. That was the issue not...
1: with with so
0: so Tom Green played head to head against Rory Laird.
1: Isn't isn't Ginby 190? Oh, that's actually a good point.
0: But who cares? He's a young kid. Fucking Tom Green will fucking <laughs> throw him out of the way. Who gives a shit? Tom Green season. Let's go. Let's unless go. A J-
1: unless a Jai Cully comes in because he's quite tall.
0: Nah, who gives a fuck? Stamp it. <laughs> Stamp it.
1: I'm all about Tom Green. Let's go. So what I think I'm going to do is VC Laird Yep. And C Green and maybe Captain Darcy.
0: Ooh. Yeah okay, I because you're doing get Darcy. I feel like I have to go Bond, but at the same time, Darcy's my boy. Well,
1: that's... you can VC Bond. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, but I'm going to see Tom Green no matter what. But because that there's a five minute start difference between the doggies and Frio, like I have to pick either Darcy or Bond as the VC. True. Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll figure that out myself. Just, but anyway, Paddo, you got anything putting, further to add?
1: Yeah, I'm just putting Marshall on my emergencies just so I um make sure I have my loophole guy on. So don't make that mistake. Oh, yeah, true. I'll just quickly, like, boom, quickly do that now.
0: Yeah, Paddo. <laughs> and make anything sure it's further? purple. Yeah, I just no, it.
1: Uh, no, no. Um, I, I think we've covered most bases. Um. Yeah, good luck round two. Don't do anything too brash. Just just get another week of data is my final words.
0: I'm going to contemplate doing some moves and then hopefully reverse them and then stick to what I've done. Um, Yeah, so from us. Oh, actually, no, quickly. Pato, what's your Twitter handle?
1: Uh, P-A-W-T-O-S-T-O-C-C
0: That was a fucking shit one. Uh, mine is at D-A-N-E-O-S-Triple-C, if you can make out what the fuck that guy just said. Um, and find us on Facebook, The Supercoach Co-Captains. Uh, we are on there. Um, and yeah, Pato, stop fucking logging into the account and commenting on <laughs> other social media, uh, podcast fucking YouTubers' accounts, please. You cowardly piece of shit. Uh, so yeah. from us at The Supercoach Co-Captains, i Dano. Well, oh, Paddo. And this is us signing.
1: Fuck off.